Yep, it's a stupidly small podcast. Tuesday, Feb 24, 2015. That's hard to say. I'm Stu Farrell. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello. Well, that is a bit posh. What's happening with you? <laughs> Just uh, finished my high tea. No, I'm kidding. Nothing's posh happening at all. Um, how are you? Good, good. And we've got to say from the very top. And okay. In fact, I'm, I'm continuing my goodness. I said yesterday that I got out of the right side of the bed. You did? It hasn't abated. Really? It hasn't. Let's this just, makes me happy. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm so glad you're happy. Could this be an upswing? The, imagine. Does that mean there's a crash coming? Oh, God, please no. Will you be there to pick up the pieces? <laughs> no. Hey? No, I will not. Why not? You do, do not crash. We said at the start of this, in sickness and in health. I think you're thinking of another woman you know. <laughs> oh, I do get confused. Now, this is an Oscars free zone. What? We didn't mention yesterday that they were coming up. No. And we're not going to mention... We're not going not to even, mention any results. We're not even going to talk about... No, none of it. Controversies, everything. Nothing. So... I generally hate award shows, but I generally do want to talk about some of them the next day. Okay, all right. Do you know, know what? I'm, pre- I'm prepared to... Hmm? My boss. Well, not work. my boss. Sorry, because I'm the boss. I was say, who's your boss? No, someone who works within the organisation that's not well, that's sort of connected to mine. Right, yeah. Takes the day off to watch those awards. Huh? So he had, he had Monday off. He's, he's Mr. E, I'm the man, open shirt guy. Mr. I'm the man, open shirt guy. Yeah, but right. he freely admits he watches the Oscars. And that's his like little <laughs> decadent indulgence. <laughs> he sounds fabulous. Oh, he is? Fabulous. <laughs> no, he, he's a... He's a dude. Like, you wouldn't expect him to like the Oscars. What do you mean he's a dude you wouldn't well, expect him to like the Oscars? Because he doesn't. But do you know what? You know We've what? gone rapidly from we're not going to talk about the Oscars to a very, very but strange area. But we're not talking specifically of... about the Oscars. We're talking about one person that takes a day off each year to sit there and indulge Are himself. Are you saying he's like a blokey bloke who doesn't usually care about, like, culture? No, he loves movies, so that probably makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're not making any sense thus far. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, though? Yeah. It's sort of related. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, you know, yeah. right side of the bed type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you are. A, this new you is a little bit strange. Oh. I will be honest. Yeah. No good? I don't know. Let's hope you sort yourself out by the time Lawrence Lung comes in later in the show. Well, he's just sitting in the green room. Don't worry about our lungy. Okay. He'll be right. No, no. I, I had this thought the other day, and mm. I suppose it does relate a bit to the Oscars. Yeah. Um, that we're not talking about. Yeah. Um, and it, it was a question that I posed to myself. Yes. Uh, do you often pose questions to yourself? <laughs> Constantly. It's all I do. Like, what sort of question would you ask yourself? Um, no, I'm not sure. Don't put me. Don't put me on the spot. I'll... I ask, I often ask why. Well, <laughs> It's usually expletive in there. Why do I do that podcast with Stu Farrell? No, don't ask yourself that question, (laughs) please. Don't Don't ruin my heart. Don't blow this buzz or whatever he's supposed to say. That's not right, is it? Blow this buzz? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like what happens at the Oscars party. (laughs) Where's Spacey? He's off to blow some buzz. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, yeah, that is what it is. Um, no, the question I did pose uh, to myself was: Would you rather Mm. be judged by strangers or by critics? So, do you value the opinion of a critic or someone that you are performing or? Producing something for that I, you don't know and, and is just a general Joe Blow giving you ten bucks. That is a bucks. really good question, and I think it's dependent largely on context. 
surely. Okay. So what, in what context would you prefer to be judged by the general public stranger? Uh, well, I suppose if you're doing something that's supposed to have a generalised appeal, whereas if you're doing something that's like supposed to be, you know, like if you were performing ballet. Mm-hmm. Which I, as you know, <laughs> former ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> I, had know, elephant I hadn't number three. even thought. I had, <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it in relation to you. But say somebody right. was performing ballet yes. and a random person off the street mm. came in and saw them and said, well, that's boring. I'm not interested in that. That's mm. dumb. Yeah. Why do they, they're not even that like, whoa, they can tread on their toes, whatevs kind of thing. Mm. I would imagine that person who's trained for 5,000 years and mm. has like broken feet and stuff would care less about that opinion and more about the opinion of a renowned critic mm. of ballet who's seen them all and who says, my goodness, this show and that particular performance has really risen to the occasion. What a brilliant blah, blah, blah. That would be my answer. Okay. However, if you were doing something like comedy – Oh, it's a hard example, though. Comedy again. Critics can make yeah. a break. Yeah. And, well, I don't know if they can these days. Oh, really? I think, think kind of general consensus is a lot more uh, powerful. Well, there it is. And also, do you think the opinion of critics has waned since there are so many more of them now? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you've seen the film Birdman, we're not talking about the Oscars, <gasps> but if you've seen the film Birdman, there is a, a critic in that film who can make or break a play on Broadway yeah. sort of thing, you know. Do you have I any of those in really in Australian well, culture? Who, who's, whose opinion do you know holds what? that much that weight? It used to be that if you're – I think it was in in um, in Melbourne, mm. if on the on – the, before your, sh- your film was released or in that first week that your film was released, your Australian film, if the Herald Sun didn't rate it well, yeah. it was like there was a famous Herald Sun effect, like that it just did really poorly. Straight the Herald out. Sun effect? Don't get me started. You know what happened? <laughs> the Her- I'll give you the Herald Sun effect. Yeah. On Sunday yeah. they, in the Herald Sun, yeah. they did a um, Eat Street feature. You know, like, hey, what's happening on uh, funky Cosmopolitan Gertrude Street Fitzroy? And you didn't get covered? Yes, we did. Uh, the last business that was in there, yeah. and it was reviewed, like, they must have been in the place in winter. So they're talking about the open fire, and, like, it's 38 degrees or something. <laughs> they're talking about the open fire and sit by the fire and going, why are you trying to kill me? And they had, you know, oh, and the, the I think the last business was called the Lumberyard or something like that. It was a smokehouse, right? So they, hang they on. Barbecue so they're basically and, reviewing a business that's no longer in there. No longer there in a different uh, climate as well. It's a repeat. They've just well, printed something they, they printed I mean. in. It's the out, it's out of <gasps> just the files. And rather than che- ring oh, the pub and say, hey, is this still factually kidding. correct? Um, they just run it. That is that is uh, of all the things the Herald Sun has that's done. That's the Herald Sun, yeah, exactly. <laughs> over the tw- over the now last twenty five years, that's the tip of the iceberg. That's isn't it. it. They've they've done a few things. But I'm never not buying them ever again. Especially without the Sunday that. Herald Sun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, before we get out of here and get to Lawrence Long, yes, uh, we should thank and mention mm-hmm. this week's stupidly small podcast sponsor. We should. Okay, it's Cars Label Printing. Do you know what they do? They, what do they print? Well, they do print. Yeah. But you know the most exciting thing they print? What do they print? Stickers. And this is the thing. Stickers, do stickers ever get unexciting? 
I don't think so. My whole life, stickers, like if I see a sticker, if it's mm. a kid's, you know, in the shops, in like the post office near the counter, they have like those sheets of stickers. Yes. Still excite me. You know what I used to like doing with stickers? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, seriously. And I don't know why it gave me such joy. It was um, it was like a gentle, soothing thing. Oh, God. But I used to stick uh, bigger stickers, <laughs> big stickers um, on my forehead and then peel them off slowly. <laughs> it was a soothing thing. <laughs> it's just such a soothing, I don't know, it was... It, it, you should try it. Seriously, go to Cars Label Printing, order yourself up a few forehead stickers, and we'll just and you stick it on and you peel it off. It is the best. Anyway, look, Lauren can't talk. We got Lauren's lung coming up. Let's, let's revive her and we'll be back. Stupid. We have invited Lawrence Leung into the studio today to come and play with us um, and to talk to us because he's on the telly tonight in a show called Maximum Choppage on ABC2, which he also wrote for and which seems a little bit, there are some little traces of him as a human being within it. <laughs> Hello, Lawrence. How uh, are you? Good, good, good. Big surprises there. Uh, Big surprises. Uh, in my previous uh, projects, Choose Your Own Adventure and also Unbelievable, people, often my family says to me, hey, are you just trying to get the Australian taxpayer to pay for your adventures? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Trips around life. the world. <laughs> yeah, but the downside is I have to actually go on these freaky adventures. Uh, but with Maximum Choppage, it's not a documentary comedy series. It's actually an action-adventure martial arts comedy series. Uh, how many are there in Australia? Just one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum Choppage. Uh, so basically I play this guy called Simon Chan and... <laughs> Everyone thinks that he's this massive kung fu warrior. He's there to save the town from all these violent thugs and uh, gangs which are threatening the town of Cabramatta. But the problem is he's lying. So his mum and everyone thinks he's gone off to this martial arts temple in Beijing, but really he snuck down to Melbourne to study painting at Marshall's Art School. <laughs> it's a really bonkers show. Uh, so, yeah, he's, a, he's actually a hipster painter. So he, he creeps back to, to Cabramatta when our series starts and... Uh, How's he going to fight these, you know, violent bad guys? But that's, at the same time, he has to keep his lie because he's terrified of disappointing his mum. Oh. So, you know, it's a universal story. Yeah. <laughs> where does, does this specific story come from? Like, where did, where did it begin? Where did it all begin? Uh, it actually started off with this guy called Timothy Lyon. He's a martial artist and filmmaker in the Cabramatta area himself. And uh, he made all these short martial arts films with his mates when he was younger. Mm. And then he had this idea, why don't we make this uh, a, a TV show? So... You know, he took it out to the, the TV world and the TV world said, yes, we've never made a martial arts action comedy TV show before. So Matchbox Pictures got right behind it. These are the guys who made the slap and all sorts of, you know, awesome dramatic things. But this is, is probably the silliest, most crazy show they've ever made. And uh, yeah, on the other end of it, uh, a year later, he, here it is. Um, it took us a long time to make. Uh, we've got martial artists uh, from the local Cabramatta area actually being our stunt people and action fighters. I've got a double, which is great. Have you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, although I was very lucky uh, because we, 
some of the actors had to train for ages to do their choreography because they're meant to look like awesome martial artists and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, whereas Simon, my character, is such a wimp. He's such a <laughs> lifelong coward. Not too different from myself, actually. Uh, <laughs> the only move that I had to train for was how to get punched in the face really convincingly and just hit the deck. And so I, I'm kind of like a black belt in <laughs> popping it in the face. <laughs> I imagine you'd be quite good at that naturally. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that... See, the thing was that I had to sort of train for it and they were really surprised I got it in one go. Like yeah. I, I, I did a lot of play <laughs> fighting not. with my brother. <laughs> right. And also uh, as a little kid, uh, my dad sort of sent me to judo classes. But judo is kind of the, the, the lame version of mm. martial arts. It's the worst It's just rolling art. around is on the it? floor. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like two babies wrestling. That's what it's like. <laughs> Because it's like a non-confrontational and it's, an, it's a non-aggressive martial arts. It holds and throws and stuff, right? It's purely self-defense mm. only. So if I was to get into an altercation in the car park, the best I could say is stand back, otherwise you'll be losing your center of balance <laughs> <laughs> gracefully. Hey, this sort of show, it's, it's, it's wild, as you say. Yeah. Who, is, who do you think the audience is going to be for it? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. Uh, I, I tend to think maybe people who are generally younger because it's an ABC2 type show. Uh, younger for ABC generally means probably <laughs> Not 30. <80. laughs> yeah. <laughs> 30s to 40-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one because it's a, it's a multi-genre show. Like you think it's a martial arts series, then every episode's a different genre. So we're playing around with different forms. Like there's a whodunit episode. There's a, there's a ghost uh, supernatural episode. One episode's uh, about electioneering, so it's almost like a Watergate sort of conspiracy <laughs> episode. So it's deliberately playing with the, the forms and genres of, uh, of what people think of uh, television. It sounds pretty uh, out there and, and kind of brave. If, if you do something like that on TV these days, you are, you know, I mean, there's Twitter, there's, uh, there are reviewers all the time. Every, everyone's kind of on Twitter immediately, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I Is mean, this one where you'd go... Uh, you either get it or you don't, or is this one where you go stick with it because you think you get it and episode two happens and your head explodes and then you think you get it. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? What is it? Is I it... think it's a bit of both actually. Right. Uh, I, I am actually quite interested to see what Twitter thinks. I'll be live tweeting tonight at hashtag Maximum Shoppage. So, so you can send the barrage of the abuse my way. I'm taking over the ABC2 um, Twitter account. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. It's you should fun. just really, yeah. Well, it's you like, can. You can do whatever you want, can't like you? like auntie's giving me the keys to the car. It really mm. is. Yeah. So, but what's really interesting about TV shows is that I think eventually they find their audience. Yeah. Much like podcasts, really. Yeah. And, and with a show like mine, I, I tend to think it's 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 not like any Australian show I can think of. I, I can think of a lot of like UK, you know, British shows like Spaced, for example. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of got that sort of cult feel to it. I think there'll be a lot of people who religiously love the show. Yeah. And there'll be a lot of people who, you know, will turn on ABC2 tonight and just go what the hell what happened? is this right and i kind of like in a hellzo sort of way though is it is it that sort of extreme uh or do, would you think it's a little more refined than those sort of programs oh i think it's up to people to decide i mean hellzo's definitely has their audience i mean they make feature films now hmm. that make money so the the interesting thing is i i, I don't like to you know disparage anything oh no out. it wasn't i was just saying they oh. were at the extreme end of entertainment like uh, the, what I'm saying is basically there's still audience out there that haven't been tapped, right? Mm, yeah. And do you think this will find a, an audience that, say, mainstream TV or even regular ABC TV is ignoring? 
I, I hope so. I definitely hope so. I think so. I mean, there's a lot of TV out there at the moment which uh, feels like it's just going through a conveyor belt yeah. or a carousel in circles. There's a lot of reality TV shows. There's all those shiny shore dance flows which all look like carbon copies <laughs> of each other. <laughs> and I don't know. I just like making the types of shows that I'd like to watch if I was a viewer. And generally speaking, when I flip through channels, I want to see something a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, and and, and I, there is sort of room now for – in fact, I reckon there's more than room. I reckon there's something really exciting about the fact that niche stuff goes off you know, like something yeah. – so like you say, it could be – it's a smaller community but the level of engagement is like through the roof. Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely something. right. Yeah. Um, and, and a show like this, I mean, it's it's so bonkers and nuts. But also, I mean, there's a there's a community that people haven't seen before on television. We've got quite a diverse audi- uh, diverse ac- actors from um, the Asian community and yeah. these are people who you, you wouldn't usually see on TV. And I spoke to a lot of the actors in our show and they were like saying – now, usually I'm acting, uh, sorry, I'm competing in an audition against that, that actor there guy, that for the guy. same role. Yeah. And it's always in some TV show where they're just playing the restaurant owner and get one line. Yeah. Mm. Whereas in our show, they're all playing different characters. Yeah. Each with their own idiosyncrasies, awesome lines, awesome gags, and completely different characters. And the fact is, there's more than one Asian. Uh, type of person in our show what much like real humans <laughs> i think it was I, my my favorite fear of a brown planet uh thing was if you are in a hospital and there are no asians or indians get out you're in an australian tv show <laughs> um but that, that is that is a, it's it's pretty uh it's pretty bad really <laughs> that 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 we really don't see Asian faces as much as we do on the streets on our TV. Yeah, it's really, and it's also quite interesting. I, I've had some questions saying, oh, well, why should uh, people, you know, watch a show like this? And what they actually meant was, why should white people watch a show yeah. like this? <laughs> and, and it's quite interesting because it's like, oh, well, why should people watch, say, uh, Home and Away? It just, yeah. it just happens to be set in Summer Bay where there probably isn't all that many, uh, you know, people with different races there, uh, apart from like the occasional mixed race person who looks very attractive. Uh, (laughs) But then again, in Cabramatta, because we're setting our story in Cabramatta, we have uh, Asians from all sorts of different backgrounds, from Cambodian to Vietnamese to Chinese. Uh, Everyone speaks in funny uh, different accents, uh, also uh, Aussie Western Sydney accents. So, Mm -hmm. you know, know, long drawl and bogany accents as well. But it's not that type of show where it's like... We're not doing um, houses or fat pizza. Ours is kind of, it's, I guess it's kind of like the castle with Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before you get out of here, yeah. you, tell us about you've got a, a show coming up at Trades Hall for the Comedy Festival yes. this year. If you're in Melbourne, you can catch, uh, I think it's called The Escapist. Yes. G- give us a two-minute uh, little chat about that. Well, The Escapist is a, kind of a stand-up comedy show where I sort of thought about what are the things in my life which I, I find really uh, awkward or embarrassing that I want to escape from, from or what are situations where I wish I was another person. And the more I thought about it, the more I suddenly realised, oh, God, I can write a whole show about this. <laughs> Good on you, Lawrence. I've seen uh, many of your shows and I reckon you could do a show about absolutely anything. You yeah. really can, can't you? Talk about... talk. What is it? The under wet cement. Talk the leg off a chair underwater. Correct. Uh, I haven't heard of that, uh, but I'll put it in the show. Yeah, there you go. That's your (laughs) title of your next show. Uh, Hey, thank you so much. The the show is on TV tonight. It is on 9 o'clock. Is that correct? 9 o'clock. Maximum Choppage on ABC2. And you'll be on Twitter. The hashtag is (laughs) Maximum Uh, maximum Choppage. choppage. Uh, We'll see you there.
brilliant. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks. Stupid. Lawrence uh, Learn can come anytime. I reckon. Yeah. He's a good talker. What a charmer. Mm. Show on tonight, 9 o'clock. Yeah, tonight. And we can join him in the, uh, in the Twitter universe as well. Hey, Stu, we have, like, we are really, I don't think we're going to get to all the correspondence that we've been getting from people. We'll um, just get as much as we can done as we do. But we, we sort of have some, uh, some agenda items to get on with with the uh, the various people who've nominated who've self nominated for the chief. Do you think it would be wrong? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. If I drank from Lawrence's glass of water, <laughs> I'm going to be a dry. Uh, I'll wait because I don't know what he's got. No offense. Oh, that's charming. Yeah, which I love that we all got your thought process. What there. sort of a glass? Do you, what sort he of would glass have, do you drink out of? I don't know. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Play play flu roulette. It is. What could possibly go wrong? No, I'm not going to. Do don't do it. Um. Really great that you verbalised that and threw us all off track because we were really running short of time for this bit. But uh, anyway, thank you to everybody who has been writing in, calling in, tweeting in and Facebooking in. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on our website. You can leave us a voicemail. Can I get a phone like a, so they can do an SMS as well? If we have a, a podcast-specific SMS talk about service. It. We'll talk about oh. it. I'm sure that we have a technical producer whose main response to things like that is to slam his forehead into <laughs> <laughs> his fist uh, whenever we speak. But we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. Um, I, however, listen, mm. first off, thank you to everybody. Secondly, we are loving getting the uh, Bureau Chief nominations. We've Tons noted them. them all down. We're going to be uh, collating them soon and we're going to be making sure that we make the most of them. But uh, there, there is somebody who's briefly in New York, Stu, mm-hmm. uh, and who was listening Gillard. to the podcast yes. in New York in Central Park and took a bit of a selfie and said, here we go, but yes. I'm only here for a short time. Now, he's there for the rest of the week and has suggested we make the most of that time. Is there anything we can think of for him to do as Bureau Chief while he's in New York? I want him. Yes, mm. he, he has got a, a, a role, Gillard, over there, if I'm mm. pronouncing your name properly. Doesn't sound like you are. Yeah. Gillard. Who knows? Yeah. Well, he can, he can tell us. Yeah, he can yeah. tell us. Uh, I want you to write the words, yeah. stupidly small podcast, <laughs> in the snow... Oh. <laughs> in front of something we may recognise from New York City. It could be a taxi cab. It could be the Statue of Liberty. Could be Central I don't Park. care. It could be Central Park. Ride it in the snow, baby, and take like, a photo. With what? A stick? Well, we? you, no, no, I don't. Let's <laughs> let's not be all Australian about no, it and then peel that's over the joint. No, no. Uh, just saying like His let's, finger. Right, okay. Something. Yeah, something. So that we can read it. Yeah, so okay. we can see it and we'll put it up, up on our networks to that's prove. A, that's that, a big ask when someone's on holiday in New York or he might be there for he's work. He's not on holiday. He's working for us. Oh, right. Sorry, he is. Yeah, he is. He's the bureau chief. Yeah, I forget. Exactly. Yeah, no, we've got to take on. these responsibilities seriously. So that's his task. And, did we ha- and what else have we got? We've got, look, so many people self-nominating. Uh, I'll, I'll get on to them all. We have had a bit of a theme emerge that uh, like Ross, Ross uh, emailed us, suggesting, by the way, that he become our mascot mm-hmm. and wondering what sort of mascot he should be like whether a giraffe because it's stupidly big or whether there's something else a little more you know us that we could think of or the listeners could Mm. think of so everybody should think about that but that was a good suggestion on his part but he and Stephen another uh, alert listener they've both suggested that that we need to sort these things out soon so that we can have uh, so that they can everyone can meet at the next staff do Mm. 
And that made me think, well, we do. We Now that we've got all these bureau chiefs, we, we probably need them. to have a staff meeting or a staff picnic, somebody oh, suggested, or a staff. prefer a social catch-up. Yeah, mm. staff night. Staff night. We'll yeah. work that out. You reckon? We'll have a staff night down the workers' club. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we've got, we got a venue now. Yeah, we've we got a chef. Yeah. That's amazing. You're going to make us all food. Do I have to come in the kitchen and help? Nah. No, thanks. You, you, you're the charming side of the organisation. Nobody wants nobody wants my help in the kitchen. Oh, I do. You're toast. just too busy. No, we can't do toast. We set fire to it. Um, okay, so that's good. Mm. So we've sorted through a few things. We look, we've got many uh, bureau chiefs, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna get, we're gonna get back to you. Yes. But there's just one quick other thing we wanted to do, which is uh, one of the voicemails that we got uh, was uh, the following from Joanne. Hi guys, this is Jo. Um, I would nominate myself to be the bureau chief of Southwank, but I'm potentially moving, so it will be a short-lived um, representation around here. Again, not uncommon in the political world. And there's also one thing, one um, catchphrase or word that I think definitely has to be banned is uh, my bad. It makes me want to punch someone in the face. All right, guys, love your show. See you later, bye. Fair call too. My bad. My bad. That is absolutely gone. That, fair call. I'm um, surprised that one hadn't come up earlier. No, and it, it's official. We can't. We were actually running out of time, so we can't dwell on it. No. But welcome to the family, Joe. Yeah. You are now officially the bureau chief of Southbank. Yeah, for a limited time, and then when you move, you can tell us where yeah. you're going. And then also, uh, my bad's out of the. Uh, my bad gone. Dictionary gone. Yeah. Finished. Uh, we also had. You remember our bureau our, uh, bureau chief from Bo Morris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony, he uh, is also the British, the you know translator oh, yeah, yeah. one. Translator. He reckoned that there was something big happened in Bo Morris on the weekend that he attended. So, uh, there have been some fossils found in Bo Morris, and Tim Flannery spoke. Oh, there's at this plenty event. of fossils in Bo Morris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he made he made that joke himself. He said that he was one of them. And a big hello to you this morning. Um, he, He's ripping off his material. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna post a link to that because it is actually some genuinely interesting news and probably the first. Uh, you know, real report from one of our bureau chiefs. So, thank, thank you, for, you to everybody for their hard work. Oh, don't thank them too much. So I'll get uh, complacent now. Yes. The only person we really are going to thank, or the only thing we're going to thank properly, yes, is Cars Label Printing. This week's stupidly small podcast sponsor. I'm going to give you some facts about Cars Label Printing. Please get online at Cars Label Printing. That's C-A-R-R-S dot com dot au, and get an instant online quote. Yeah. You know what you want to be quoted? What? Uh, you want five stickers, right? Yeah. You want five forehead stickers, <laughs> yes. right? That's a week. Let's well, oh, actually get seven. That's a week's pack, right? You get your name on there, and you know, you know the good thing about it. <laughs> Definitely you know, one of the weirdest things you've ever told me about yourself. Yeah, you know, the good thing about it. Yeah. It's such a great feeling. No, Seriously, ladies and gentlemen, anything stuck put, to my face, I cannot stand. No, no, you stick it on your forehead yeah. and you peel it off slowly. It 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 is lovely. The okay. weirdest thing I've ever heard. Anyway, yeah. get yourself a, a seven-pack of forage stickers. It's a yeah. week's worth. Yeah. Right? That, it's like a, a self-massage. <laughs> it's so wrong. It's really not. You don't want to talk about self-massaging, no, do uh, It's a family show. Mm. Um, and you get a pack of seven. You know what I can do that Cars Label Printing service at carslabelprinting.com.au? What? Because there's no minimums. There's that's no minimum a, order. I know. That's my favourite thing. That is yeah. the best thing. That and the fact that they're stickers. You can make up whatever you want. You can say, 
uh, you know, Lauren Clark is the greatest person in the world, voted to 2015. You make up 10, give them to your friends to put on the car. Can you get some of them made up for me? Maybe I will. Best gonna, present gonna, ever. I'm going to call up Cars Lab Printing because they have an instant online quote. I'll know how much it's going to cost me. No, and it's free delivery to anywhere in Australia. Like I say, head to the website, carslabelprinting.com.au. They are the stupidly small podcast sponsor of the week and we love them dearly for it. We certainly do. Lauren. Thank you to Lawrence Leung for today, for coming in and having a chat with us. And uh, Stu, you. I hope tomorrow you get out of bed on the right side. I'll be out of bed on the right side, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded vaguely wrong. Uh, everyone, we'll see you tomorrow. Do feel free to get in touch uh, on Facebook, Twitter, the website. Apple Go iTunes. The Apple iTunes internet and it shop and leave some comments or ratings we love it when you do we'll see you tomorrow bye bye